What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday, and welcome back to Brunch with Des B. I'm your host, Des, also known as Des B, and today we are back for another fucking banger of a Sunday together. I am sitting here. It is currently 7.47 p.m., and if you guys know, you know. We are approaching 8.08 p.m., and I'm thankful that I'm not in my bedroom or my bathroom. If you follow me on my personal account, Sunscreen and Sarcasm 2.0, you will know that my goddamn jacuzzi jets go off every fucking night at 8.08 p.m., and let me tell you why. A few weeks ago, probably about a month ago now, I took a bath, took this nice relaxing bath, had the candles going, had some bath bombs, Wyatt was gone for the week, and I started the Jets. You know, get a little vibe. Since then, I don't know what fucking button I pushed. I don't know what I did, but they go off every night at 8.08 p.m., and it pisses me off to no end. We have not, we've tried to troubleshoot it, and some of you guys are like, check and see if there's an, like a separate breaker for the bathroom, whatever. Well, we haven't figured it out yet, so they go off from 8.08 to 8.09, could there be worse things? Yes. Since the bathroom is off of our bedroom, we can kind of close the doors and it's not like super duper loud when we do that. However, it's still the aspect that we don't know how to fix it, right? Like that'll piss you off. So anyways, I'm thankful that I'm recording this podcast right now so that I do not fucking hear the jets because every night it pisses me off. So again, welcome back to Brunch with Desby. If you're new here, what's up? If you're not new here, you know the energy, you know what's going to go down this Sunday. This is probably getting close to one of my last episodes with you guys until I do a few throwbacks. So I mentioned last episode, which if you haven't listened already, please take a second to listen. I mentioned last episode how I'm probably going to do a two, like two throwback kind of episodes um, to give me a little bit of break postpartum. Um, so I, with that being said, I'm kind of trying to pre-plan out my content. So as of now with your guys's kind of feedback, I'm planning on doing a good old, tell me a secret episode and then bringing back one of either like my kind of fitness education style podcast that I've done or a past guest. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards my postpartum episode with Carrie Loker, um, that I've, I've, uh, kind of mentioned a few, episodes back, we actually talked about it, but we have a whole caring for postpartum episode. And I think that with the time and some of you guys also expecting mamas as well might be like a good time to share that. So that's probably what's going to be up and coming in the next couple weeks. Um, but if you're someone who especially doesn't like listen weekly, it's probably still going to feel like a new episode for you. So pretty excited for that. It'll be a nice break for me, to be honest. I, I can only control so much that I actually take off. Like my job and what I'm grateful enough to call my job doesn't really come with vacation days or days off. Now, can I confidently go, Hey, I'm taking the fucking day off. Fuck off. Yes, I can, but it's just not that easy for me. So what I can control are certain things, and I will be controlling those certain things is what I'm trying to say. So today we have kind of a, an array episode. Um, I was going to do some tell me a secrets this week, so I've been mentioning them for a few weeks, but I was like, man, if I'm going to throw one of those up here soon for a postpartum like throwback, I don't want to sit here and, and have 
a current episode of the same thing, right? So I actually ended up throwing up like a quick little Q&A box on my sunscreen and sarcasm account, um, which again, if you guys don't follow it and you um, like me, <laughs> follow that account. <laughs> um, it's, it's just kind of like an overflow of life. Um, I don't have any restraints on there, constrictions, or it's just not so business oriented, right? Which is, I mean, at the end of the day, again, that's what I do on my, my does be Instagram. Like it's my business. So I am currently sitting here. I have water. Um, and it's actually in my brand new hydro jog mini. If you guys are looking for a quick way to get in your water and take, check out the new hydro jug mini. This 32 ounce portable water bottle comes with a built-in straw feature and also the opportunity to carry around. Releasing just yesterday, you can also save 10% with code DESB. This is not an ad. I just made that up myself. Um, but it is the new hydro jug mini. A, a lot of people have been knocking it. Like, oh, that's so stupid. It's only for kids or whatever. Girl, I've been using my Hydro Jug Mini more than I really imagined I would. When I first unboxed it, I even said in my little unboxing vlog, I don't think I'll use this this often, but like, I love the idea, blah, blah, blah. Ever since I said that, I wanted to shoot myself in the foot because I've used it so often. It's 32 ounces. It's way more portable than a 72 ounce jug. It's a little less obnoxious. Like I personally don't give a shit if someone's looking at me with my hydro jug, but if you're someone who works maybe in an office or like, honestly, you work out at Planet Fitness where sometimes there are extreme sticklers about the kind of jug you can carry, this is perfect. And it does come with a built-in straw, um, kind of like the stainless steel and the glass jars. So the ease of drinking it is so much easier. And granted, you can buy a hydro jug straw for like $4.99, but it's not like built in. This is built in. The only thing I would ensure that you do have is a straw cleaner, like a long straw cleaner from like Amazon. So when you do wash your hydro jug and your emotional support water bottles, which if you have not done that in a while and you're listening right now, drinking out of a fucking crusty ass hydro jug, I need you to go home and you need to wash it tonight, okay? But make sure that you do have a straw cleaner. You always wanna ensure that you're getting in there and cleaning it out. Even if you're only using water, shit still gets nasty, okay? So that's what I'm drinking today. It's literally just water. I've actually had like three of them. So I'm pretty proud of myself. And um, I will say, I don't wanna get in trouble so I can't tell you but let me tell you, something else is coming out this Saturday that that goes with the mini the mini hydro drug. Sleeve. So just keep that in mind. That's coming soon as well. Um, what else is coming soon? Catherine, shh, 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 shh. you might want to turn it up a little. With 
that being said, make sure you use code DESB for 10% off as always. Um, other than that, there's not really a, a ton of new stuff occurring. Um, we have a new program coming out for DBFT, which I've already announced that last episode too. I actually told you guys what it was last episode. So if you want to know, go listen to last intro. Um, but that's coming out at the end of May slash maybe beginning of June, kind of solidifying a date right now. Um, we have six weeks of strength that'll come out in July, four weeks for gains that'll come out in November. And we might throw in something in between. Um, we might do a little a little DBFT fit guide 1.0 2017 throwback, bring it to the app. Right. So stay tuned. We'll see. Um, other than that, I, I'm just kind of working out. I'm doing my thing. I, as of two days ago now, I'm officially 38 weeks pregnant, which is nuts. Like that is, that's pretty, pretty fucking pregnant. Okay. It's pretty, pretty fucking pregnant. Um, and with that being said, I feel fucking huge. Okay. However, on the opposite end, I will also simultaneously say as much as I feel huge, I also feel extremely great. Like my body might not feel 100% and I might be, you know, carrying extra weight, carrying a little bit extra body fat, et cetera. But genuinely, like, I'm really, really proud of, like, my physique. And I don't think that pregnancy needs to be that. Like, I don't think you need to always be paying attention to your body. Like, I'm telling you guys, I have not focused on a single fucking thing I've been eating for 10 months now. Like, literally, I... I'm the worst role model right now when it comes to what to eat when you're pregnant because I have ate so much Culver's, cheese fries, Diet Mountain Dew, Diet Root Beer, Starbucks, Starbucks sandwiches, McDonald's, Burger King a few times, pizza a lot, oven baked pizza, corn dogs. Like I'm, I'm literally ever since I had this small spurt and like I still do here and there we're like, salads are the only thing that really sound good that are like healthy to me. <laughs> but I had this small spurt where I was eating a lot of like my Desby bowls. I was doing a lot of salmon and fries. I was, you know, eating breakfast. Like, don't get me wrong. It like second trimester. I kind of flourished for a minute there. And then it just went really downhill again. So, <laughs> um, but with that being said, with my pregnancy, I'm just, I'm really proud of myself. And I guess my last pregnancy, a lot of it was during COVID. And so not having access to gyms and weights and stuff. And then postpartum breaking my toe. If you guys remember that falling down the stairs and then being casted for like fucking six weeks, I lost a lot of muscle. I went through a lot of, it it was just weird. It was a weird pregnancy experience followed by postpartum. And so I'm just really excited for like what I'll be able to do this time because I won't necessarily have a broken foot slash broken toe and have to walk around like an idiot. So really proud of myself, really happy with this pregnancy overall. And we are, we're just so close to what'll be the end of my pregnancies ever. You know what I mean? Like I'm never going to be pregnant again. And I know people are like, Oh, never say never genuinely fuck. No. Okay. I'm, I will be the one to tell you 
never, um, never again will I be pregnant. And, and I, and I know I'll miss it, but I also feel like naturally anyone who has, who has gone through pregnancy, you will miss it. You know, you'll miss something about it, whether it's, you know, the ability to, to just have a belly, the, the kicks, the what so you're going to miss something about pregnancy. It's, it's a mother's intuition. Like you're just always going to favor that experience in some way, shape and form. But when overall physicality, overall experience, not going to miss it. You know what I mean? So I've had two weird experiences and as much as in my heart, I'm like, man, I wonder if a third would be actually normal. Will I be tr- testing those waters? The answer is no. And that's all you guys need to know. <laughs> um, so anyways, I guess uh, I'm, I'm just kind of rambling now, which welcome to the podcast. Like if you're, if you're not here to just sometimes listen to me, then you, you don't understand the vibe. The vibe is, this is my diary and you guys get to, to listen. <laughs> so that's where we are at right now. Um, one recommendation that I want to share with you guys though, this week, Wyatt and I have been watching the show called the dropout. Now I'm late to the game. This is by no means new, but it's called the dropout and it's available on Hulu. I'm not going to give away everything, but it's basically about like a medical company scam and it's a docu-series. So it's remade. It's not like it's, it's played out by actors, which is nice. Cause like, sometimes I like that vibe more than like a documentary series. You know what I'm saying? So I like it. It's, it's acted out. It's portrayed really well. We have one more episode tonight and then like, that's it. However, it's just been a really good series. It's been fun. We've watched like one or two episodes a night, Wyatt and I, and it's just given us something to bond over, talk about, be like, oh my gosh, can't wait to watch tonight. It's like been a good couples show. So if you guys are looking for something to watch with your significant other, um, and not Netflix and chill, like, please do not get down and fuck during it because I'm telling you, you'll miss something good. Watch it, actually watch it. You can cuddle, you know, you can do some handsy stuff, but do not get too distracted because it's genuinely a good show. So that's my one recommendation for the week. And I think going into next week, I really want to start the show called the flight attendant again, late to the game. These are not new shows, but I'm interested. So one thing I do have questions for you guys. Have you watched Bridgerton and is it fucking worth it? I'm looking for a good show to do postpartum and last postpartum with Maddox slash quarantine. I binged the show Wentworth, which also 100% worth it on Netflix. But so I'm trying to find something that I can also watch during postpartum. Um, I'll also probably pick back up reading. So if you guys have any reading recommendations, let me know. I did see a question about reading in my Q and A, so we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, without further ado, like, let's just jump into the episode. All right, you guys. So like I said, I did like a last minute Q and A because I'm literally a piece of shit. And I apologize. Um, I don't want to say that this podcast is coming second place right now, but it's most definitely coming in to, in fifth place. You know what I mean? I'm just here to have a good time right now. I need to have fun. Like this is, again, this is where I get to like 
let go and let loose right now. So when it comes to like postpartum, you better believe we're hitting this podcast hard. I'm going to have some good topics. I'm going to try to get some more people on stuff like that. However, for right now, please, uh, please just bear with me. All right. This is again, you guys know what you get when you fucking come on here. You just get me welcome. You know what I mean? So the first question I did want to cover because I wanted to put this in my housekeeping, but I, I just didn't. Um, cause I knew that it was a question, but someone asks, what is the best piece you would recommend out of the new Paragon launch? So Paragon is launching May 3rd. So if you're listening to this right now, it is going to be launching. Is it this coming Saturday? Oh, <laughs> literally Tuesday. So if you guys are listening to this, it is launching Tuesday at 5 p.m. EST, 4 p.m. EST if you have early access. To get early access is very easy, guys. You literally just sign up for the email list and they shoot you a special code to get in the website. It's literally so fucking easy. It's worth the reminder emails of new launches. You know what I mean? So make sure you sign up for uh, early access. I will make sure that I put it in the description box, show notes, link in bio. But if I had to pick one piece out of this new launch, which is all Reluna fabric, meaning the naked fabric, number one, true to size. Okay. Don't, don't fuck with your size unless you want shit super tight. Like for example, the new lounge joggers, if you want them to fit pretty tight, make sure that you, you could easily size down is what I'm trying to say. Um, but if there's one piece I've really, really loved, it's honestly the lounge shorts, mostly because I think Paragon always does shorts well, but even pregnant right now, me trying these on and wearing them, they're so comfortable it is more of a lounge launch, but 100% can be worn in the gym. You know what I mean? So don't, don't feel like, oh, I'm going to buy these shorts and I can't wear them in the gym. Yeah, you can. You're going to be fine. I wore my essentials naked sports bra, which is the new sports bra, the naked lounge short, which is obviously the new short. And then the naked crop hoodie, which is also new. I wore them in the colors birch and then the uh, crop hoodie I wore in the color mushroom. This color palette is like super cute as well. But my go-to piece would be the shorts because number one, tis this season, it's about to be short season. Number two, they're definitely something you can wear around the house in like la- literally lounging while also simultaneously be able to be used at the gym. Number three, they're the perfect length. They're two and a half inch inseam. So you have a perfect amount of like show off the quads, show off the cheeks a little bit without being a little bit too risque. So I personally like them a lot. And that would be my go-to like staple piece if I were to tell you, because at the end of the day, the colors might be a little bit off, but you can almost match the shorts and the color palette with other outfits. You know what I'm saying? Like you can find a cute shirt to go with it. You could find a cute sports bra to match with it. And it would look really cute with like chunky Converse or like chunky platform shoes for sure. So those would be my top. So again, this is May 3rd, 5 PM EST and code Desby always saves you an extra 11% off. I know it's a weird number, but ever since I've been affiliated with them, going back to like I've always said, 2016, end of 2016, 2017, 
My code has always been 11%. It's very interesting. I don't know why, but that's what we're going to roll with. And that's where it stands. So a few other questions right now. Um, third trimester pain relief that you've found. Genuinely, I think what has avoided me having a ton of pain in the third trimester is a, is a variety of three things. Number one, going to a fucking chiropractor every three, two to three weeks. I've gone to a chiropractor every two to three weeks since I've been pregnant. Um, well, at the beginning of pregnancy, I kind of stretched it to like once a month. And then once I passed about 26 weeks, I started going bi-weekly slash I was tri-weekly and then went like bye. So ever since the past three weeks, I've gone every week though. So it's kind of like the closer I've gotten to the end, the more often I've gone. So definitely make sure you check with your insurance and see how many, um, chiropractor visits they cover or like if they do cover or if there's like a cash out of pocket thing that your chiropractor does, et cetera. That has really helped a lot. Number two, getting massages. I've gotten four massages since December. So since I was about 20 some weeks pregnant, I've gotten four massages, pretty much one each month. Now, are these reoccurring? Obviously not, but did they still help? Yes, it gives me one hour to decompress, get my glutes worked out, get my hamstrings worked out, which in turn helps my lower back. And then obviously continue to like work out my neck, my shoulders, et cetera, which you can only imagine you start to get a little bit of natural rounding, carrying the weight of your belly. You get a little bit of tightness, et cetera, right? So that has definitely helped. And then number three genuinely would be not stopping moving. I'm not telling you out here in the third trimester, especially that you need to be working out every day. You don't need to work out even as much as I have, but what you need to do is move. Even if it's an outdoor walk, if it's vacuuming your house, if it's windexing your windows, the more that you keep movement in, I genuinely think the less pain you will have because movement is medicine. Like I, I, the days I don't move a lot are oddly enough, the days I feel the most pain. Um, and then the last thing, which I guess would be an add on is just stretching. Like I've really incorporated stretching at least five to six times a week for like 10 minutes. That's it. But it's really made a difference in the ability to like, keep my hips open, keep, everything just like stretched out, keep my chest stretched out, et cetera. And especially as you go into postpartum and you start nursing, if you're someone who breastfeeds or decides to pump, et cetera, um, you like, you will get nursing back. It's a real thing. So you just want to make sure that like you are fully stretched out and taken care of in that way. Um, also just like simply icing my vagina, like literally icing my pelvis. I have a nice like ice pack, that's kind of like a gel ice pack. So it's not like super hard. It kind of forms to whatever body part you put it on. And I literally ice my pelvis sometimes at night. Um, nail tips. How do you get your nails to stay on? What glue do you use? I do. Okay. I've, I've tried to explain this quite a few times. I don't use glue. The nails that I do are called gel X extension. It is, it is, if you see it on a nail, um, thing like mine says extend gel. Some places 
do call it nail glue. It might come in like what looks like a nail polish type thing, but it is not like glue. It is special gel that adheres to the nail using like UV light. So that is that simply, if you guys want to understand that more, you have to Google gel X extensions. That is what I do. And that's the kind of quote nails that I've gotten now for like almost two years. With that being said, application, if you're just using glue, you like glue, glue, like kiss nails, glue or some shit. Yes. It's probably not going to stay on long. Fair. But the biggest piece of learning is how to prep your nails and how to prep your nail beds and also how to properly adhere and put the nail on the nail with the gel. There is a certain like angle that you want to go in. You don't want bubbles. Your nails need to properly be fitted to your nails, etc. So the biggest thing I can tell you is to learn proper application, learn how to prep your nails and you will not have an issue. I literally, none of my nails ever pop off and they stay on. They would stay on for two plus weeks. I usually do them every two weeks. Right now I'm going on two and a half weeks. And as of like tonight, Sunday night, I you, I will probably plan to do my nails once more because they'll probably end up being like my labor nails. So that's what I'm going for. Um, what are you most excited to do now that you won't be pregnant. So in the future, what am I excited for? Honestly, just like having the ability to breathe again and having this extra weight off of me. I'm not even saying like, get me skinny right now. It's not, I'm not even talking about the postpartum bounce back. I'm talking literally just this additional weight of this baby, placenta, amniotic fluid, blood, et cetera. All of this finally like leaving my body. I'm excited for that. Um, also just like the ability to cuddle Maddox again. Like it's really hard for me to rock him. It's hard for me to hug him, et cetera. Um, it's hard for me to get out of bed. Like just having the ability to be, um, to get up and down and shit like that again. And then also probably being able to like wear cute clothes again. Like I'm really, as of probably 33 weeks, I feel like that's when my wardrobe really took a shit. It was like, okay, I genuinely like, love myself, but I don't look good in anything. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's done. It's done. And I have to wear Wyatt's clothes. So those are the few things that I am like most excited for now outside of that, probably having a drink because I have been craving a bloody Mary in a sangria and I am most definitely going to fuck one up very soon. (laughs) Um, how do you and Wyatt handle your finances? Did things change when you got married? Um, we actually, we have, we have a separate LLC bank account together quote like that. Our names are on for our real estate, like for Wyatt's real estate ventures. But other than that, we do truly keep things separate not on purpose. It's just like, we've, we've always wanted to go get a bank account together and like put X amount in it, you know, together, but we just like never got around to it. And at this point, when you're in a marriage, it just naturally flows. You know, what's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. 
obviously, as you guys probably listened, if you guys are long-term listeners, you understand the risk that we decided to take of Wyatt quitting his job and moving to Michigan back in, this was, we decided in August and we did not find out we were pregnant until end of September. And then we didn't find out Archie's diagnosis till December. So like there was a lot of things that we had planned financially that we had to very much adjust. So right now, I mean, as again, as I've been very open and as why is very open, I am the sole provider for our family. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of things that we, we have very much cut back on things that we've sold, et cetera, that we have been able to kind of like split those things. Right. So, um, it, it, it's at the end of the day, any money he makes is still ours and any money I make is still ours. So although my business makes money, I don't make all that money. I, I, I have my own salary, right? Like I, I pay myself like an employee. So the rest of my business gets to fund my business and be reinvested in my business. So in terms of like our personal finances, it's very separate from like business, if that makes sense. I just feel like a lot of people don't really see that part because they just think, oh, I'm using Dez's code that, you know, that's, she's making that money. Sure. I, I might, but I'm also only paying myself X amount per month, right? Like I'm paying myself a salary. So sometimes a lot of that money is just reinvested in my business and not like part of our family finances, if that makes sense. Um, but we do not have anything together. And I think that, um, it's not that we don't split things. It just naturally, like he has a few bills in his name. I have some in mine. And as he runs out of money in his bank account, because he also saved up knowing he was going to quit corporate, et cetera, um, the sale of our old home, you know, all of these things that were funding this ability for him to take a chance. If he needs help with a bill that would technically be coming out of his account, then like I, I will take care of that bill. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like as it comes and goes, we're just kind of taking it one step at a time since we're on this journey of navigating just a lot of different things. And I think that's okay. You don't have to share everything together, but at the end of the day, you do have to remember you are a team. And sometimes someone's going to be pulling more than the other and the other will be pushing. And the other time, the other person might start pulling and then the other is pushing. So I think when you are a team and you know, it's, it's you and them, you just make it work. It's not, it doesn't have, you can't make it personal, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Favorite thing that Maddox does right now. Um, oh my gosh, this is so cute. He is finally into, or he's finally discovering the act of like kissing. And I will say I, as much as he's learning it, I am very open with, if I say, can mommy have a kiss? And he doesn't, I do not like force him. Like I'm really, I don't want to be that like, oh, consent. Cause he's like, he's a year and a half. He just doesn't understand it yet, but I want to instill that. So, um, as much as it's like cute and he's not at the point of really understanding consent yet, I still want to like give him that option to be like, can I have my, can mommy have a kiss? Say he ignores me. It's like, okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. But my point is, 
is that he's getting into like kissing and like showing love and affection and hugs and cuddling and understanding that it's cute quote, right? So sometimes I'll lift up my shirt and be like, can you give baby a kiss? And he'll come over and he'll kiss it. Basically just open his mouth. You know how babies are. And when he stops, he'll go, ah, because, because whenever I kiss him or whenever he kisses the belly, I go, ah, so it's funny. Anything he'll kiss, he'll just lean over and like kiss that your thigh or like your fucking hand out of nowhere. And he'll, ah, that's probably my favorite thing he's doing right now. Um, but I think outside of that, just seeing him put things together in his head is so cool. Stacking things, knowing, oh, this won't fit in watching him change what he's doing. It's just really neat to see them start to like put that shit together in their mind. Someone asks, how do you deal with identity loss after graduating college? I don't know who I am anymore in all caps. Um, That was really difficult for me because I actually went from the, um, from kind of like a, a spectrum of being an athlete my whole life to not. So, Going from playing sports my whole life since I was, you know, what, five years old playing fucking soccer league, you know, and then going all through high school, being a really well-known athlete, going to college, being a great athlete, playing division one, being the shit quote, and then like graduating college and like no one gives a fuck, right? Like you don't just walk into a bar and be like, Hey guys, I played D one volleyball. Like no one fucking cares. You know what I'm saying? So when I got in the quote real world, it was like, holy shit, like who am I and what am I good at? And so I think it just took a lot of discovery and a lot of that I do attribute to Instagram because I got on Instagram because I had no friends. I moved to Ohio, had no one. And I just started talking, you know, I just started sharing. I just started being me. And I'm, I'm always been a talker. I was the, I was the bitch that did the school news. You know what I'm saying? Like you just fucking knew it from the beginning. This bitch is going to have a YouTube channel. Um, so maybe it didn't stay with YouTube, but I, here I am on a podcast, you know, like not shocked. So I think I just continued to kind of figure out my talents and my, my love of whatever that, you know, passion is. And for me, it's just talking, educating, um, entertaining. And so from there, I just kind of refound like my identity with really grasping onto like, what am I good at? What, what am I good at outside of hitting a volleyball? What am I good at outside of running on a track and dribbling a basketball? And then I kind of found out, you know, Hey, I'm good at weights. So did that. Um, however, even like stopping competing, you know, again, it's like I was a competitor who am I after competing? Right. So again, going back to those core principles of like, what am I good at? What do I love to do? What's my passion? And always just being open to like continuing to learn about yourself. Um, I think identity is always shifting. We're always evolving. We're always changing. And if you're not, you're not growing. So I think continuing to like be okay, being uncomfortable sometimes and taking leaps and bounds and trying new things and going to new classes and going to a ceramics class. I don't fucking know, but just consistently putting yourself out there to figure out what do I like to do and who am I? If you could go back to your 22 year old self, would you do anything differently? Um, I, if there's one thing I would do different And and at the end of the day, again, this would completely change the trajectory of my life. So I don't actually wish 
that I would do it differently, but I almost wish I would have gone like out of state for college. Like I wish I would have experienced Arizona State University or USC or applied to University of Florida. You know, like I wish I would have gotten an experience like that because I'm, you know, you're in student fucking debt anyway. Fuck that shit. You know, you might as well rack it up. Um, not really, but the the big reason why I did not was because I obviously, I had to pay for college myself. I didn't have parents that could help me. And so going through college, I, I kind of had to stay in state on top of like where I ended up playing volleyball. So like, whatever, again, that would change the trajectory of, traje- trajectory of my life. I went to met Wyatt, et cetera. So I don't actually wish I would have done it differently because I, it would completely have changed the outcome of where I'm at right now, sitting here talking to you. But for, for the sake of just, what would you do differently? Sure. Maybe that. Um, the other thing I would do is maybe invest in crypto. <laughs> Bitch, I would put so much money in fucking Bitcoin and Apple stock. I wish I would have been more educated in financials and and thought more broadly about where this world would be right now, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, maybe that would be more realistic is like put a shit ton of fucking money in Apple. Like get out my fucking Fannie Mae student loans and like put that shit in Apple stock or Tesla. <laughs> Um, wham, man, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a story? Yeah. What'd you do with your student loans? Well, I actually am now a billionaire because I put all my student loans into Tesla stock. Um, core childhood memory off the top of your head. This is easy. I immediately thought of this one. Um, back when my sister and I, we hated each other. Um, no, not really, but we, um, had our grandparents, my grandma Kay, who rest her soul in peace, and my grandpa. Um, my dad's actually technically adopted. So these are his like adopted parents um, who he would call mom and dad, sure, but not his uh, biological. So they uh, lived in a home right behind ours and uh, in like a trailer, but like we lived in the house in the front of the property. And uh, my grandpa actually built the house, which is pretty cool. So um, we lived there and then we would always go to my grandma and grandpa's. And behind us, they're like, they they just, they were homebodies, okay? The, literally the only place that we would go would be Hilltop, which is a local eatery and fucking Pizza Hut. That was like the furthest we would ever travel with them. One year it was like, man, I was probably in fourth grade. Mikhail was probably in third my grandma and grandpa, they got a really nice RV and they wanted to take us to Graceland. So this is in Tennessee. This is like where Elvis Presley lived and stuff. So we went to Elvis Presley's house in Graceland. We went to uh, Loretta Lynn's house um, and we did like all these tours and we, we RV'd there. You know, we stayed in an RV park and it was just, it was so fun. And I wore my Etnies, <laughs> um, but it, it's just for some reason, it's just, it's a trip that's ingrained in my sister and I's head because that was really the only thing we ever did with our grandparents. Number one, by ourselves. And number two, that they were like healthy enough to go with us. And that will just forever be a very special trip. And I will always, I will always want to go back. My sister and I always say randomly, dude, we're like, dude, we should go to Graceland. Like it was just so fun. So if any of you guys have been recently somehow, like, let me know, send me a picture. <laughs> um, you have to eat the same breakfast every day. What is it? In a perfect fucking world, in a perfect world, it's this thing called the egg scramble. 
Um, and it is at a local, it's from that place I just mentioned, Hilltop. It's a shitty small town diner, but it's so fucking fire. It's basically like a skillet, you know, like where you have like hash browns, eggs, onion, pepper, ham, you know, all that shit kind of thrown into one. But man, you throw some fucking Frank's red hot sauce in that bitch. It's so good. So if we're talking like completely unhealthy, here's what you have to eat. I would do that with two pieces of fucking Texas toast with some fucking grape jelly, hands down. How is Wyatt's job self-employment going? Um, you got a lot of you guys have asked about that. So again, I kind of mentioned finances and stuff earlier, not obviously alluding to how it's going, but it's going pretty good. You know, he, he is putting his best foot forward. And I think it's just, it's such a learning experience. Um, I am very grateful to be able to do what I do and have an opportunity to give my very much giving husband a shot at doing what he loves. Um, he has been in such a better mental headspace since not returning to corporate. Now, if he had to go out and get a job tomorrow, like he 100% would take that responsibility on and do so. Um, for right now, we are staying afloat and we're, we're good and we are balancing things in the way that our family needs to balance them. But I just, I believe in his vision. I think at the end of the day, his vision and what he loves to learn about is stuff I would not take the time to learn about. And I think he is going to just make so much so many strides for our family, for our future family, right? Like it, it's a slow game when it comes to what he wants to do in his goal. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. I mean, you think of me, I've been a personal trainer as of today. I actually had a, a memory. I became a personal trainer at a gym six years ago today. So where I'm at right now, like you have to picture has been six fucking years in the making. So why it cannot like expect to go to where he wants to be in just one year, you know, it's a very long process and he's just, he's learning, he's finding mentors, he's putting himself out there. And so, um, I'm really proud of him. I think it's really hard sometimes and it does cause, um, I don't want to say strain in our relationship, but you know, it's, you're, you're just learning. You're, you're, you're learning each other's new roles and trying to support each other while learning that this is a slow process and you just can't expect it overnight. So it's definitely challenged us as a couple and also like a really beautiful way, but I'm just being transparent about that. Cause I think too, you know, people are like, oh, they're probably just flourishing, like working together, whatever. It's not always easy, you know, it, but he is doing his best. And I think again, being a team, you have to take chances on each other. That's what marriage is about. And that's what we're doing. First alcoholic beverage after Archie's born, like I said, hundred percent, let me just say a cocktail. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discriminate whatever the fuck I look at. I look at a menu and it sounds fucking good. I am ordering. That's all I'm saying. I don't, at this point, I do not give a flying shit what it is. A sangria bloody Mary kind of sounds the best right now, but also, you know, you get me just like a fucking tequila sunrise. I'm, I'm housing it. I will beer bong a tequila sunrise. I'll beer bong three of them. <laughs> How do you think your boys will differ? Personality, looks, et cetera. I, dude, I, I can't tell you. I do not know. I'm very anxious because it's funny when you're pregnant or even like when you know someone pregnant and you know what their first kid looks like, you're like, oh yeah, the second one's gonna look the same. Like you, it's weird to put in your mind 
that it's literally a different human. You know what I mean? So like for me, I'm just picturing birthing another Maddox, right? Cause like that's the only baby I have to think, what could Archie look like? So it is really fucked up, but I think that they'll be, I really do think they'll be so different. I feel like Archie is going to be very sweet, very quiet, very um, non-combative. That's how I feel like he's going to be because I feel like right now he's just, he's gone through so much in utero and I feel like he's just going to come out the sweetest little warrior boy that I've ever met. Maddox came out on early and he's a feisty fucker. So in the best way possible. So I feel like he's going to have this like me energy and then Archie's going to have more of like Wyatt energy in terms of like outward personality. Wyatt is very observant. He's he as loud as he is, he's like very quiet and he's very sweet. I'm very fiery. I'm very, I'm Aries through and through. And, um, yes, I just threw out a star signs fuck off, but I feel like that's how I feel like that's how Maddox is. And then Archie will, I feel like carry more of like Wyatt's personality looks wise. I have no fucking, I literally have no fucking clue. I have no clue, but I will be very interested. Name a vacation you can't wait to do specifically with your boys. Mm. I feel like I can't wait to do like a beach trip. Just like a, a where we have like a balcony and like the the beach air is coming through the windows. Like that's, I don't know why. It just gives me vibes. So like a nice relaxing beach vacation where we like walk the beach in the morning and maybe we go to like an amusement park or like a fair or festival um, like EDC. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be fun. Mary fuck kill Culver's diet, rope beer, diet Mountain Dew, iced coffee. Literally first off, fuck you because those all are my shit. I would marry Culver's diet, rope beer, fuck diet Mountain Dew and kill coffee period for sure. Okay. Few more. How do you like, okay, bitches, bitches fucking listen. If you're not listening right now, you need to listen. How do you like the flutter habit lashes ordered some and they get here Friday. Okay. First off, I will never put you guys on something. I do not like, I, I swear to fucking God up, down, side to side. I will never do that to you guys. So if I ever tag a company, if I go out of my way to tag a company, I can promise you it's Desby approved. Swear to God on my life. I will never share some shit that I do not trust or do not like. With that being said, I do love them. Um, I never thought I'd be someone who would really do at home lashes, but they're very, very easy they definitely brighten up your look. And for me, I do not like wearing makeup often. So the more on my, uh, uh, the more of my face and aesthetic that I can have, that is, how would you say that is, um, on the go ready, right? Like tinted brows, clear face, like skincare. It's why it's important to me. The more that I can be ready to go without getting ready to go, I guess, right. Is what I love. So thinking about trying at home lashes, I was like, you know, I would like this because I then it'd be like kind of having some form of makeup on all day, right? Like a lash. It looked like a lash. So I really love them. 
Um, my first set stayed on for six days. I had to physically take them off because I just wanted to put on a fresh set. They're supposed to last for about five days. And I, it, for the, for the time it takes to do them, it took me the other day, 16 minutes, 16 minutes to do them for the time it takes. I will, I'll do them every five days, six days. Like it, like if it were to take me like an hour, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, I'd be like, this shit ain't worth it. However, when you put the results and like the pictures, how they make you look hundred percent worth the time and the money. One pack is like 22 95. You get five sets of lashes in them and they're not reusable, but again, they last for about five days. They look great and you get, so technically you get like a month for 22 bucks. 26 bucks, maybe subscription might be 22. I don't have a subscription yet, but I might get one. I will let you guys know. I have a few boxes to like go through before I decide. Um, if you guys want, I think it's a discount too, but I do have a referral link. This isn't like through the actual company. Anyone can fucking get a code or like a link. If you just like have ordered before you just, you make an account. So like, this isn't like an actual affiliation with the company, but since I share it and shit, I'm like, fuck you guys. Not, not really in like a loving way. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting points because I'm, then I'm getting money off of mine or, you know, I'm saving my points and I'm going to get a free box or whatever it might be. So if you want to try the lashes, honestly, I would highly recommend tag me in them when you try them. Let me know what you think. Um, and they, you can uh, shop the link in my show notes, description box, link in bio. And again, that might give you a small discount. I think, and regardless, it's just like a referral link from from their website. It's, it's not special. (laughs) Um, okay. Let's do two more questions. Okay, dude. I don't know why I've gotten this so often. Are you and your sister full or half siblings? I don't know where the fuck this has come from. This has come so like out of left field, but we are full sisters. (laughs) I assure you we are full sisters. Um, what do you usually get for Botox and filler queen? Great question. I cannot wait to get my face shot up again. Um, if there is, again, I talk to you guys all the time about budgeting and self-care. I will, I will fucking budget for Botox every three to four months and filler, you know, once a year, whenever I need it. Um, last time I got my filler done in Botox, well, filler, I got done December of 2020. So it's been like almost a year and a half. My last Botox I got was March 2021. So it's been over a year for Botox. Botox, I usually get my frowl, like my frown. I'm sorry, my frown line, my crow's feet or whatever, and my upper forehead and like by my brows. I'm not sure. I get, I get like the upper part of my face. Okay. For filler, I get my lips done. And last time, Um, I went again, this is 2020. I got like maybe half a syringe, I think of filler in, it was called mid line filler. So this was kind of like, um, it filled in almost like it's like your cheekbone. So it went in your, in your cheekbone, but it also kind of like filled in a smidgen of the under eye. So it like kind of, I never have dealt with under eye circles, to be very honest. I think my skincare game is on point. Um, and I genuinely just like, don't have that. 
I don't have that predisposition, predisposed. I don't know. I don't have under eye circles or puffiness genuinely. Like I just, I don't. So, but that is something that if you do that midline filler can help. So that's the only place I've ever gotten filler. I do not plan on getting filler anywhere else in my face. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like in my cheeks or like in my fucking forehead, shit like that, like actual filler. Um, but I did really enjoy the midline filler and I, I will always love my lips. Um, however, I think it's very important to find a provider who will also tell you like, Hey, I don't think you need it. Let's not do that. You know what I mean? So for me, if I were to go in and my, my people were to be like, Hey, I don't think you need more filler. I'm not going to do it. I listen to my providers. Um, but I think that's also the key to like, Oh my God, Des, like, what do you do? It's like, I don't overdo it. (laughs) I don't overdo it is the answer. That's how my face looks great or it looks, you know, good or whatever you would want to call it. You just, you don't want to overdo it. Um, okay. Let's do two more questions. Number one, I did want to cover this one. Do you still read a lot? The answer is no. (laughs) I read myself out bitch. Um, but no, for real once Wyatt moved in, And I also just started getting more and more pregnant. Um, I also found that like my work, my work needs increased. Um, So reading has not really been on the forefront, forefront, mostly because like I've just kind of been in this crunch time until baby gets here where it's like, okay, I have to get all of these things done and set up. And so when it's like, could have been my time reading, I haven't been. I've also really been, cause I've been doing something else. I've also really been enjoying the moments of like rocking Maddox. I try not to take my phone to bed with him, um, even just to be in sight. And I don't take my Kindle up to like rock him, which is where I would kind of read quite a bit. And, um, so that probably that again, takes away time where I could have been reading. And then the other time when I do get like my R and R by that moment, I'm like, fuck this. I I'm literally resting. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like as much as I could, I, I just, I'm like postpartum when I'm, I have that little bit of kind of like maternity leave that I'm taking. I want to read a book or two, but I, I guess I need, (laughs) here's the funny thing. Here's, here's the actual tea. I started making it a competition with myself I'm fucking terrible in this way. I, I'm the most competitive person you will ever meet. And it's my, it's a toxic trait. Like 100%. I can't even go to top golf and have fun. I go to win. So when it came to reading, it was like, how much faster can I read this book than I read the last one? And that's terrible. So I got, I definitely overread. And I also will say the last two books I read were dog shit. Like I did not like them and it really turned me off. And so it was like, fuck, I don't want to like read another one that I hate. So yeah, there's your answer. Last one. Um, when do you think you'll give birth induction or spontaneous? So I've mentioned before, I'm not disclosing my induction date because if I do end up making it there, I want it to be a very private experience. However, I will say I will say, let me just say, I would be shocked if I made it to induction. I don't know why. I just like, I kind of catch a vibe. I just do not know if I'm going to make it. So uh, that, that, that would be the one thing I, I, in my heart, I want to say I'm going to end up going spontaneous, but also I feel like I've been through so much fucking stress that this one time I, I could also see God being like, Hey, 
you've dealt with enough. Let me just make this easy for you. Just show up at the hospital and like, we'll take care of the rest. You know what I mean? So we will see. I would be curious. I'm going to, I'll have to put a poll on my Instagram. I'd be curious if you guys think I will make it to my induction or if you think that I'll go spontaneous. And again, you don't need to know the timeline. I'm just curious if you would think based off me, my luck, my vibe, my energy, if you think I would go to induction or if I would give birth before. So, all right, guys, that is all I have for you today. I hope that it was fun to catch up with me, do a little Q and A. I haven't done these in a while, you know, and sometimes when I put them on Instagram, I start doing them. Like I start doing the questions and I'm like, fuck dude, I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like literally the fucking worst. Like I start doing the Instagram Q and A and then I'm like, oh man, I just don't feel like typing. I don't feel like explaining. I really have to be in a certain mood for them too, because like, I love you guys so much. And I know a lot of you guys are not on your phones, um, a lot, like in the way someone like me is. However, I, as you guys can only imagine again, this is this respectfully. I love you guys. I get these same questions all the fucking time. So it's like when it's the same question, what does hyaluronic acid do for you? How can you, wh- whatever it might be, you know, how can I clear up acne scars? What's your f- go-to meal? What's your, you know, it's like, fuck. It's the same question. But I know that a lot of people have it, you know? So it's it's just funny. Again, I love you guys, but sometimes I just get lazy. So my point is, is I really like doing this on here because I can actually talk it and not necessarily have to type it. (laughs) Long-winded way of saying, I hope that you liked this week's episode. Um, I hope that you guys have a great week. Again, I'm so excited um, to see what we have in store the next coming weeks. Um, make sure that you guys rate, review, and subscribe. Make sure you check out all the all the links, all the notes, show notes, link in bio, description box bullshit that we have going on, whatever we call it this week. And we will chat next Sunday.